Proverbs 18, verse 1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Can it be prideful for someone to withdraw or isolate themselves from others? According to this verse, it can. Whether we put ourselves in the spotlight to make ourselves look good, or if we withdraw from the spotlight to keep from looking bad, either way, it's all about us. When it's all about us, our worldview is going to be distorted. And as our text says, we'll break out against all sound judgment. When a believer has this kind of solitary, uh, lone wolf vanity working within their heart, they hurt themselves as well as the kingdom of God. You see, those with reclusive pride refuse to participate in things like small groups or other functions that involve fellowship with other believers because of how they might be perceived as socially inept. Um, I feel that way. I think a lot of, of believers, a lot of people feel socially inept. Um, but our, when the spotlight is on ourself, when we love ourselves more than loving the Lord with our all and our neighbor as ourselves, the two greatest commandments, it is pride. The spotlight should be on the Lord, and we should love our neighbor as ourselves. So, uh, when we're, we have this lone wolf mentality, uh, we refuse to step up and serve in the church through children's ministry or visitation or whatever, some similar reason. It's too risky for us to, to, uh, to put ourselves out there and even try to help someone uh, teach a Sunday school class. You see, we don't want to be seen as a failure. Nobody wants to fail in front of others. And so we withdraw because it's all about ourselves. And these are all symptoms of pride. I think they, are, they come as temptations to each one of us. And we have to decide whether we're going to trust God or keep our eyes on ourselves. King Saul was a prideful man in the Old Testament. He was the first king of Israel. It could be that even at the very beginning of his reign, his pride was there, concealed in feelings of inadequacy. See, a good while after Saul's anointing to be king, Samuel, the prophet and judge, he called the 12 tribes of Israel together to proclaim publicly that, that Saul would become king but no one could find him. He was supposed to be there. And in 1 Samuel 10, 22 and 23, it says, So they inquired again of the Lord. Is there a man still to come? You see, they were waiting on, on Saul to, to make himself known. And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. 
Then they ran and took him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. So there you have a, a, a picture of, of Saul um, as he was uh, proclaimed to be the next king of, of Israel. But he was hiding among the baggage. Now, I don't know. This may be an example of reclusive pride at the beginning of Saul's reign. Um, Saul may have been so afraid of being perceived as a failure that he isolated himself by hiding. Um, we probably all did that at some point in our life. But reclusive pride can sometimes be misinterpreted as meekness and humility. But it is another animal altogether. And so as, as Saul settled into his kingship and, and realized the power and authority he actually had and that whatever he did or said could not be opposed without repercussions. He could have somebody's head sliced off it with a word, you know. Uh, he can do whatever he wants. This possible pride of withdrawal, this reclusive pride that I think he may have had at the beginning, it switched to arrogant pride which actually led to his removal from being king by God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this, this wonderful verse, Lord, that points, points out um, some, uh, something about ourselves, Lord, that uh, where we can see a red flag in our life when this isolation, this reclusive pride begins to show itself, Father. And when it, when it does, we, we can realize that it's all about us and, and our, our worldview is going to be distorted and uh, our judgments are going to be off because we're going to be seeking glory for ourselves instead of your glory, Lord. That was our old mission in life. That's who we used to be. It used to be all about us. Whether it was in isolation to keep from being perceived as a failure or whether it was in arrogant pride and, and showing ourselves uh, as glorious and great. <laughs> Lord, you're the only one that's glorious and great, Lord. So, uh, Lord, help us to, to trust you, that you will be glorified in our lives, and not to isolate ourselves, but to go you therefore and teach all nations, and that we might um, multiply the image of Jesus, it is in our life, the image of God upon our life uh, that he has given us with his righteousness and Jesus dying on the cross and raising from the grave, making us a new creation that we might um, multiply it across the face of the earth, Lord, and share the glory of God with others. In Jesus' name, amen.